This is Erin Woodruff, and you are listening to the Time is on Your Side podcast, episode 21. Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome back to a new week, and happy Labor Day to those in the United States. I hope you all do something that you really find enjoyable today. Today, I want to talk about something that's on my mind a lot, and that is all or nothing thinking. I talk about this with my clients, with people in my normal everyday life. I think it is so important that we are aware of, so enjoy my thoughts on all or nothing thinking today. All or nothing thinking can come in many forms and shows up all over our life. All or nothing thinking also is disguised as helpful and useful and important, but What I'm here to share with you today is that all or nothing thinking can actually be extremely detrimental to your productivity and especially your time management. All or nothing thinking can sound like I didn't get anything done today. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. I ate three cookies and it wasn't on my protocol, so now... I'm not going to eat healthy the rest of the day. I'll just restart tomorrow. I wanted to run four miles, but I only ran three, so I didn't hit my goal. I can't go to bed until it's all ready. I can't start until I'm ready. I'm either a great mom or a terrible mom. Those are just a few examples. All or nothing thinking can show up in our professional life, our work life, our personal life, our family life, every single aspect of our life. Becoming aware of it is so important because if we don't become aware of it, then we are constantly being run by an extreme mentality. Extreme mentalities are never helpful when we are looking for progression forward. As a time management coach, I hear all the time, I didn't get anything done today. Or I didn't get anything on my to-do list done today. Or I'm never going to have enough time because there's just no time in my calendar. And we use those reasons, and what we think as facts around us to either blame ourselves, put pressure on ourselves, or try to bully ourselves almost into getting things done the next day. I gave an example at the beginning about eating a cookie. How often do we tell ourselves, oh, tomorrow I'll be better. Oh, this year I'm not going to eat any sugar. I'm not going to eat any cookies. I'm just going to resist the temptation. And then when we eat the cookie, we feel shamed that we did it or we feel guilty about it. And what does that turn into? Us not eating healthy the rest of the day. Or it turns into us forcing ourselves to eat healthy And we're miserable. I've talked on the podcast before about loving ourselves to change. 
but all or nothing mindsets really push us to the extreme of hating ourselves to change. All or nothing comes with pressure, stress, intimidation, and then without even knowing it, we are not increasing our self-love and self-care. We are actually increasing fear and hate within ourselves, which is never ever the goal. When we live in an all or nothing world, it is really depressing and so discouraging because you can never win. When we approach things with an all or nothing mentality, we've already set up ourselves for failure in advance. And I want to add in here that there's no specific person or thing to blame around of around us for why we have this conditioning. I think a lot of it is because our brain is trying to keep us safe. And if there are black and white and defined lines, then it's so much easier to define what is beneficial and what's not. But if we're running from an all or nothing mentality without realizing it, that is when the danger comes in. I personally think that a lot of the all or nothing mentality that I have has come from social conditioning around me. When I was growing up, as most of you, if you, especially if you live in the United States, in school, there was always right or wrong, especially when it came to homework. There was a right answer or a wrong answer. I think that's why for me, I liked different classes for different reasons because math, there was always a right or a wrong answer. But more often than not, there's more than one way to get the right answer. I think we've all been in those classes and I just think back to the long division days when you when we had to learn how to work through a division problem with long division and writing it all out. And the teachers really prompt you and encourage you to do it that way. But if you don't, then they reteach you almost. It's like you were doing it wrong all along. And so... I just really want to bring this into our mind that that is not necessarily wrong, a wrong form of teaching, but it did create an all or nothing mentality. We all had those teachers that were maybe a language arts teacher where they let their opinion, their own opinion, be the most important thing in the grading rule book. And I think as we move into adulthood, we realize that everyone is actually entitled to their own opinion. And so when we have classes like writing and reading, yes, there are some rules and guidelines that we could follow, but everyone is entitled to their own opinion of what style of writing, what voice you use in your writing is actually most acceptable. When I was going through college, I had some of my professors that on an opinion standpoint, I think I disagreed with them on so many opinions, but they were such good communicators or their teaching style was so good. I actually really 
gelled with them because I just resonated with the way that they taught and their class framework and there were so many other things, but I didn't necessarily like everything that they taught. Hopefully that makes sense, but I think that's where all or nothing can be skewed because it's not just about this is right and this is wrong, but it's understanding that there's so much gray in between. So now as we are adults living in emotional adulthood, there are so many more gray areas in every single aspect of our life. So we get to decide how we are going to approach them. Do we want to have an all or nothing mentality or do we want to adopt a different strategy? An alternative to an all or nothing mentality is more of an all and nothing mentality. There is power in the word and. It's not or, it's and. And I really like talking about this because when we're looking at parenthood, especially motherhood, because that's where I'm at, I've got a toddler and I am just so enveloped in motherhood, it is so easy for my brain to pick up on the all or nothing thinking. It is so easy for me to think, wow, I'm a terrible mom. But if I can add in there, I'm a terrible mom and I am a great mom, that allows me to step into a place of self-compassion, self-love, and self-understanding. I don't have ridiculous expectations of anyone else to be the perfect mom 100% of the time. So why should I force myself to be a perfect mom all the time? So sometimes I'm a great mom and sometimes I'm a terrible mom. This also works for me as an entrepreneur. Sometimes I'm a great entrepreneur and sometimes I'm a terrible entrepreneur. I often think about my business like my brainchild. And because really, if I don't do something on my business, nothing happens with it. It is 100% dependent on me right now to put forth effort and energy to get it to move forward. And there are times when I abandon my business and I'm a terrible business owner. I'm a terrible entrepreneur. And then there's some days that I just take such good care of my business and I'm so focused and devoted on my purpose and my projects and I put my phone on do not disturb and I'm just dialed in, totally present, totally aware of what's going on in my business and that is when my business is thriving and that's when I'm a great business owner. So sometimes I'm a great business owner and sometimes I'm a terrible business owner. Another and that I really like to use every day is I'm generous and I'm selfish because I am both of those things. There is sometimes 
that I am so generous and I love to be generous and give and love. And then there's sometimes that I just want to spend all of the time on myself or with my own selfish things or with specific people that I want to be with or spend money on myself and I just want to be selfish. And I finally have got to the point where I can recognize it as selfishness and to be okay with it. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person and it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with my behavior necessarily. When I can see myself as a human being having a human experience, then I see myself with so much more grace and compassion and love, things which I've already mentioned. I don't have this false idea of how I should be behaving in the world because I have understanding for myself. And it goes back to the all or nothing mindset. If I expect myself to be generous and selfless all the time, then in those moments when I'm selfish, I feel extra guilty. Versus just acknowledging that sometimes I'm selfless and sometimes I'm selfish. It's okay to be both. It's actually healthy to be both. People who are selfish 100% of the time don't actually find fulfillment in anything because they're never giving, they're never serving. But people who only give and serve and are selfless all the time, they're usually run down, worn out, burnt out. And when they get a little bit of self-care or self-love, they actually don't know how to receive it to themselves because they have no practice in it. And it feels extremely selfish when in reality, it probably is just basic self-care. All or nothing mentality is something I will probably talk about again and again and again because it's so applicable and it's simple and it's easy to recognize. So this week, as you go throughout the week, just notice where all or nothing is showing up for you. Is it with food? Is it with your time? Is it at work? Is it at home? Is it with your friends? Where does it show up for you? Just be aware of it and... See if you can create more of a space to hold possibilities for the and. Live in the and and not the or. I hope you all have a wonderful week. Happy September. Can't believe we're already into September. And I will talk to you next Monday. Do you ever feel like your relationship with time is strained or uneasy? If so, I have created a guide just for you. I have compiled my 25 favorite thoughts to strengthen your relationship with time. Go to my website, erinwoodcoaching.com and grab it for free.